Yo, you already know what it is. It's your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. What's happening, DJ Smooth? And this is the We Outside Show, We Outside Radio. Shout out to my outsiders out there that's rocking with us, man. And we have a special guest. We have another legend in the building, man. We on the streak right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want y'all to make some noise right now for the one and only Emmanuel Lewis. Hey. Yeah. All right, man. So listen, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> it's the setup for the setup right now. Okay, yes, I love that, man. Let's I love get it. it. Good energy already. So, um, I was excited when X said you were going to be on the show because I'm like, man, you don't know Emmanuel Lewis, man. <laughs> he said, yes, I do. He gonna come. I said, man, I have like a million questions to ask you just because you've been in the game so long, mm. so long, and we were talking about this off camera, but um, being able to diversify and mm. do different things because longevity is it's hard in this game, especially mm. with you. Um, you were a child star, bro. Like mm. a lot of the child stars from your generation, you know, he ended up on heroin and they were suicidal and all type of stuff. Oh, so yeah. I think the first thing I really want to talk to you about is how did you maintain going through the 80s being a pop star? <laughs> wow. I guess the first part of doing that is possibly uh, not thinking of yourself as one. <laughs> you know, the mindset is 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 everything, right? Right. So, you know, in in my mind, uh, then and now, which not much have changed uh, in my mindset, I'm this kid from Brooklyn. You know, the one that no one ever thought possible that would ever be doing anything. Mm. So I still have a chip on my shoulder. You know what I mean? I still got something to prove. I was the one, you know, until I started, until I was, until I was on TV, no one, there was no one that would count me in on anything. I'd be <laughs> the last one to get picked for volleyball, the last one to get picked for anything, right? Right. I'm yeah. just, the, I was just the unlikeliest person in the universe. The mm. definition of underdog, you right there in the you dictionary. You know what I mean? Um, that's me. It's a picture, just like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's me you know i'm just i'm just an underdog guy right so you know i've always just felt that way you know and i, I started off doing commercials then i started off doing um then i then i went on to doing music uh and having my first recording uh in japanese for the Japanese market only. And then we did uh, over 50, 60 commercials. Um, two or three of them, uh, three or four of them, I think, were Burger King, got a Clio Award that allowed me to get, uh, you know, recognized from ABC and doing the TV show. And then TV show, we did a lot of that. We did a lot of live performances for um, the military uh, and live shows or, you know, around the world and, um, and then, you know, movies and my own company, my, mm. my entrepreneurship, my own limousine company, my, my own production company. I started my production company at 10. Right. Um, so there was always a, um, it, it, was, it was constant change throughout the course of my career. And I never thought that it would just be one thing because it, it, it matriculated from one thing to the next so easily. So... You know, we're always thinking of reinventing ourselves. And I was always taught early on by the great entertainers like, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. and and Mike and, and Stevie and all these great people to just, you know, 
You see you how know? they say them one namers, right? <laughs> like we know, well, you know, and we Mike, know. Stevie. Yeah. Y'all know who Stevie is. Yeah. Stevie right? Wonder. That's right. what he's saying. These, Michael are, these people are so popular. You just got to say they first. Y'all Davis know Michael Junior. Yeah, y'all no, know. Yeah. No, you know Michael. We don't you know, know Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. Did you see, did you see the him world, flex? The world. The world. <laughs> the world knows who those guys are. Yeah, but right. anyway, there's so many great, great legends, and you know they would always tell you, they're telling you what to do by telling you what they did. Right. Right. And and they're not telling you to do what they did. They're just telling you that they did so many things mm. and how they got started early on. And they were able to, you know, like Sammy, for instance, he he's the, like the catalyst for me being in show business, period. He's like he's you know, he could do anything. You know what I mean? Um, and, and my favorite favorite analogy of people that can do so many things, I call them a Swiss Army knife. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just you can't just label them as one thing. Right. This man could conduct an orchestra. This man could play the drums. Mm. This man could sing any song at any tempo, rap, whatever. This man could tap dance his behind off. Right. He could dance like Fred Astaire. He was an actor. He was also listed as one of the fastest gunmen in the West Coast. Like, he was about the weapons, right? He was, like, on the Western this, side. This is he, Sammy. Sammy. Sammy Davis. I know people don't, but when you're in a room with him, you get to know stuff that, you know, other people don't get a right. chance to know. Yeah, you but don't Sammy, to play with him. Sammy was, was, was brought up on the Western side, right? Mm -hmm. He was a culinary person. He, he knew culinary arts. He had a separate kitchen behind his house, and he could cook flambés and, and all these kind of dishes and whatever. He mm. was a culinary chef. But... So you just learn all these things he was great at. And I'm thinking, yeah, I got to get to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, I only got a few weapons in my, in, my, in my arsenal. I need to pick up some more things. These, these guys are so great. And then you go to, you know, Stevie. You know, he could play the drums. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know that. He could, he could play the harmonica like nobody's been. There's songs he was on where he never even sang. All he did was play the harmonica on a song. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just crazy. Of course, everybody knows he can play the piano. Right. But there's so many things that he could do, and, and, and it's just amazing. Also, Sammy could whistle. His whistle was like, he could whistle a whole song and never sing a lyric. That's when you could whistle on a record. <laughs> you, you know that's that? a whole you know that's a whole that's like that's another era you know what right. I mean people don't even know but that's what I was saying like even with Sammy he came up in an era where you had to be multi-talented you know you what had to be you had to be he worked his whole life on the um, uh, on the road with his dad and his uncle mm -hmm. as a trio that's when he was tap dancing that's when he was singing dancing he was doing it all right he was doing it all movies everything so, but but like I was saying, but that was an area when you had to be a multi-talented individual. Like now, it's more of a one-dimensional type of talent now. You know? No, what I'm saying? I don't think it's changed. To be honest, I don't think it's changed. Okay. Because uh, the the proof is in the pudding. You don't last long if you don't add anything to your arsenal. You're here today. You're gone tomorrow. You want a long-sustaining career? Pick up some hobbies and then <laughs> turn them into a career. Oh, I live by that. I live by that. Right. I promise you, everything that I've ever enjoyed doing, I turned into a, a, a job, like a hustle for me. Right. Yeah, and it, and it got me far. That's why guys like, so you're right, because like, think about somebody like Jamie Foxx, right? 
Jamie Foxx, you don't even look at him as a comedian. He just uh, entertaining. Like right. he became, he started off, you know, he was like, oh, he's funny. Like, oh man, he could sing. Now he's like one of the biggest actors in the world. He can do impressions. He can, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He can play so, the piano. Yeah, he's a yeah. musician. He's a Swiss Army. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Fast. these are the, the, the greats, the people who are, who know how to reinvent themselves. They have more stuff to them that you may not ever know. But you have that conversation, like, you know, sit down, mm -hmm. you'll find out, oh, wow, he's, oh, yeah, he's got levels. Mm -hmm. he's, got, he's, an, he's an onion, as we call him. You know, he's got layers. Got layers to that yeah. thing. Huh? So you actually blessed, though, to be in that era with those people. Yes. Because that's a lot of free game. Yes. A lot of free jewels. Yeah, so that's that's one thing, too, a lot of people don't look at is when you're in that era and you're around those people, you get that. It ain't quite free, though. <laughs> it ain't free. When you say that, what do you mean by that? You got to pay your dues. Okay, yeah, that's that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to pay your dues to even get to that seat to sit down. Like, I'm not sitting down with him as a nobody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's 60 commercials in. That's a, a number one hit single in on Japan. That's a whole tour that I did in Japan in. That's a hit TV series in of being able to get to that table and sit down. So when you say free. Wasn't free. Yeah, I wasn't what, free. What part of that was free? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like get, I was somebody before I got there. You know what I mean? Mm. Now I'm not nowhere near compared to him because in my eyes, no one, no one dare compares to that. Right. But. But it wasn't free. Mm. So I would like for you to stop skipping over the fact that you had a number one hit in Japan. Like you just keep saying it like it was nothing. No. no <laughs> How does but, this happen? How does this happen? But no, it's not that I'm saying I'm not throwing it away like that. I'm just saying Please like don't. we're getting to the what you asking later on questions. Yeah. So I got to kind of run you through this part so that 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 later on has value. Right. Yeah, that foundation right? crazy. No, you know that's why. So let's go back to this foundation. Okay, so we'll go back. Please. Okay, let's do it. You're, how old are you in Japan doing all of this? Ooh, I think it was nine and ten. So you're doing, you, commercials brought you to Japan originally? or the Yes, commercial. Okay, so you're doing commercials in Japan. So it's beautiful. I love this. Thank you for talking about this. Yeah, it's fly, bro. This is it's just dope. So in Japan, we do, um, there's a lot of cross-marketing in Japan. Mm -hmm. That don't exist to that level here in America. Not fully. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was doing a Clarion stereo commercial. <laughs> Clarion. Okay? Remember those? Yeah. Remember Clarion <laughs> back in the day? Yeah. yeah we Clarion, Clarion is a, yeah, was, yeah. A, was, you know, was an 80s thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, that was like uh, in, in 1980, 1981. Yeah. Well, it was before the end, but, you know, that's when it was like really rocking, right? And I did a commercial for them. That commercial got a lot of buzz, a lot of, you know, a lot of response. Still here, right? And I was in America. I did the commercial in New York, in Manhattan. Okay. But the but the commercial was for the Japanese market, mm. so it was over. It was for over there. Got you. Right. I was just you know just a kid doing a couple of commercials, just getting really put on. Um, but you gotta catch on quick. You know, it's New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you you going into a casting call of hundreds and thousands of other kids trying to get put on, you know? Um, but that commercial did very well, clearly. 
And they called me back and they was like, well, let's do another one. We did another one. And then they said, let's do a, um, let's do a, a song that is going to support this Clarion stereo commercial. So this song that was a single for Clarion commercial, it was doing so well, it was a single. It went from a single to needing to be supported. So we had to go and promote it via concerts. Mm. We did three shows a day in three different sections of Japan. And we did that for, I don't know. You know, I didn't realize how long we were there because, you know, you wake up every day and you're doing a, so we travel by bullet train, bus, whatever, whatever we could, you know, get to the mm. next venue. We was, we was on it. Right. And we did those three shows. And, and we had other sponsors there that were sponsoring this concert for Clarion, right? Big business. The show, uh, we did uh, merchandising while we were there, okay? And the, my picture and my likeness was over all kinds of stuff. I wish I'd have bought the 45 for you. Mm. Should have bought that, just yeah, so you, you could have seen that, right? Should have called New Face, he probably got it. <laughs> um, and, um, and so it, it, we, about a, so my grandmother, we found out that my, my grandmother had passed away and I had to cut my, my time there short. We only had like two weeks left. But little I knew, it was already in November. Mm. So we, had, we was coming back on, on Thanksgiving. Mm. Okay? Um, November 25th is when we came back. Um, and on our flight back, uh, it was flying Pan Am or something like that. My mom, very discreetly, she just kind of turned the page. And shoved it over to me. And I'm just giving her a double take and I'm looking. And, you know, in the back section of billboards, the small magazine, you go through all the countries of where the top five or top ten songs are. And when you got to Japan, my song was number one. Mm. <laughs> so it was bittersweet because I'm number one in Japan but I gotta go home and bury my grandma. Wow. That's wow. So a commercial song, a we song did, for a commercial. We did a song for, that's, that's what I'm saying. Cross marketing over there is way different. And they love us over there, correct? <laughs> love us. They got bands, in the, they got bands in the street playing jazz music. Yeah. Outside of New Orleans, you tell me, where there's a band that's playing our music. Nowhere. Fusion. Like we abandon our music, but you go to other countries, they love yeah, our music. They love they love black and soul music in Japan and in China. A lot of like as a collector, I know for a fact a lot of those cats come over here and collect a lot of the vinyl. So a lot of the older vinyl, a lot of huge. the soul vinyl. It's a huge business over there. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to ask you this too. Like now you're talking about at nine, ten years old. This is like seventy Eight seventy nine eighty. This is like you had to be eighty eighty one. Yeah, yeah. This is like eighty eighty one. So this had to be like you had to probably be like one of the only black young faces on TV at that time. Um, before me, there was there was a Jack in the Box commercial uh, with a black kid on there. 
Um, <laughs> and I uh, believe it was, which is dope. And before me, there was Different Strokes, which was dope. Right. Uh, they're, the, they're the pioneers of an ensemble of, um, of a black show, um, mixed show, that was doing their thing. Right. Um, the difference between, um, the biggest difference to me for the future of TV, um, of Webster, I didn't have any siblings, mm. right? And then they named the show after me. Yep. And that opened the door to me, to a lot of other black shows and black kids, where they're now telling the world that black kids are bankable. Mm. So to me, that was a huge difference of understanding that. And I needed Johnny Carson to explain that to me. Mm. Oh, you didn't even realize, huh? Well, you're a kid. I was only yeah. 12 years well, old at the time. Record, I mean, like, that was in 83. Knocking right. doors down. So I was only 12 years old. I could not understand the significance of that moment. But Johnny Carson, who actually was the first one to tell me that they had changed the name to the show to Webster. See, first it was called Another Ball Game. And then they changed it to Then Came You, which is the theme song. But right before they began to air it, they um, had a focus group mm -hmm. and they decided then that they were going to change it to Webster. And right before I did uh, Donahue and, and uh, did uh, Carson, they're the ones who broke it to me that that was the name of the show. That's hard. So how much responsibility did you have being a black actor during that time? And like you had kids from all over the world, even at that time I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? So you had a lot of kids looking up to you as like a role model during that time. How, how did that feel for you during that period? There was pressure. I'm not going to act like there wasn't because I knew that me messing up mess, would mess it up for the rest of us. There was no duo was for us. You know, other kids could mess up possibly and still work tomorrow. You know, I messed up and I'm messing it up for the culture. Right. So I understood that very clear that, you know, we, there, there was, you know, playtime is over. This is a very serious times. Yes, it's a comedy show, but this is a very serious time for us and an opportunity for us right. to get it right and get it right the first time. So I understood the, the, the severity of that moment. And, and, and this is how they explained it to me. Um, it was only one time that I got really sick while we were filming the show. Mm -hmm. It was on a Friday night. We taped live audience on a Friday night. And they said, well, Manny, um, it's kind of cold, but it is what it is. It's the truth. <laughs> uh, Manny, um, when you're sick, the whole show is sick. Mm. That's a hard way to put it. Right. Because you're in You're Webster. You're in the every scene and just about and and you know, we can't really move forward. Matter of fact, if you need to go home for today, which we really hope you can champ it out for us, guy, um, we would all have to come back tomorrow on a Saturday and finish up. So you tell me after hearing that, where, where, where would that put your mindset? At, and you, and you, what, 12? Yeah, 12, 13, 14. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So you yeah. 
Go ahead. Like, no, you go ahead. You got to be a certain type of 12-year-old to take that <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Like, I know 12-year-olds. <laughs> I know a 25-year-old right now. He either went in the back and started shooting up. The, like, oh, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, I think that's my level of respect for you was so high because of the things that you achieved at such a young age that you were able to process that adults could not process. Like, even your... I guess I want. I, we keep going back and forth, jumping around, but everything leads to another thing. Right. Your foundation, like your yeah. family foundation, must be amazing because even you're telling me as a little kid, your face is plastered all over products in Japan. Mm. Who is making sure that you're not business wise being taken advantage of? And again, I'm still trying to put myself in your shoes as a, a nine year old with my face everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm the man. The man upstairs. <laughs> A man upstairs and a praying mama. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, it has to be, bro. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. Because my mom saw more stuff. Um, we're on the ground. We're we're in, we, we 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 out here. You know what I mean? As, as we said, we out here. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we outside. Really, we were outside. Oh, we outside. We were outside way before <laughs> there was a term called being outside, outside right? Man. So. We, we, we were going to stores and we're going to these little uh, find the dime stores, so to speak, um, uh, there. And we're starting to see all this merchandise stuff. Wait, wait a minute now. We, we didn't sign no merchandise agreement. Uh, mm -hmm. Where does where all this come from? Oh, uh, keep going. Money. They're trying to move me along. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm, I'm looking at erasers with my likeness and, and pencils and, and uh, children's books and coloring books and Wait a minute, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. It's a lot of money, Jack. <clears throat> we, need, we, need a, we need a meeting. We need to sit down. And <laughs> I know they do. We need to talk about this. <laughs> no doubt. You know what I mean? <laughs> How many years has it been? Okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, you know, it's all good. That's dope. So it's past seven years. We can talk about it. <laughs> so okay, so so did the, 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 the business get handled then, or it took time to come back to handle? The oh no, it you know come on, we're in the middle of a tour. This is not the time to play games. Right, right. Money is being made. Run it up. Give me yeah, mine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me run, mine. Yeah, you gotta run that. I'll shut this whole shit down. <laughs> no, no, no. The whole Mariah Carey moment, right? <laughs> so being so being twelve, and I know going into like you say, your your face was plastered everywhere. When did you realize like? I'm making money for real. Like I'm, I'm really a, a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a product. Really, you know what I'm saying? Like you're seeing your face everywhere. You're seeing everything going on. Like when did you realize? Like you know, really, I, I'm making money. They making money from me. Okay. Or, or were you even exposed to it? Like did your parents keep it from you and you just working? Nah, my mom pretty much let me know whatever it is I wanted to know. You know, uh, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't a priority like for me then. You know what I mean? Like. Back in those days, you didn't get into show business for the money. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I know that that's the thing now. You right. Now people get into show business because they want to make the money and they want to be famous. Mm -hmm. That was the last thing on my mind as a kid. That's mm. why you made it. Right. You know what I mean? You weren't like, chasing the fame. That's I was right. not. I was like, that was not. That was the farthest thing from my mind. Being noticed was a, was a novelty. You know what I mean? That was that was like, so we we would do these commercials and and all of a sudden, uh, you know, people up and down the street, hey, aren't you that kid from that commercial? And and I'm okay, yeah, you know. And but you know, it's New Yorker. I'm, I'm gotta go back to the to the word New Yorker. Okay, I'm from Brooklyn. Word. Okay, 
in, 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 in it's a, Brooklyn son. A Brooklyn son. You know I me? Mean? Y'all me? Y'all me? Yeah, uh, me. So, so it's it's a different um, mentality uh, that we had um, because somebody talking to you from New York is unusual. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand that. You know what I mean? Being friendly in New York is against the rules. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? Talking to you on the street is unusual. It's somewhat against the rules. So you're not looking to be talked to. You're not even looking to be noticed. You look. You if you're having a good day, you're not being noticed. Right. As a New Yorker, right? Because you, the last thing you want is to draw unnecessary attention. Attention. <laughs> but think about this. We're talking about New York now. We ain't talking about anywhere else in the world. We're talking about New York. If you got ice, you putting that in. When you're walking down the street. City. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if you ain't in your block, mm-hmm. you're putting that in. Because they're they going to jack you for that. Right. You already, this is the rules. Yeah, you food. This is, yeah. yeah. You, you put a bullseye on your shirt just then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, okay. Your own boy telling you, let me get that. Yeah, come on, Mike, quit playing. Nah, let me get that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? No, so it's just a different, it's a different, it's a different world. Yeah, I don't think people outside of the East Coast understand that. I think, um, like, even when I, when I, all right, so I'm from Jersey, right? Mm. When I first moved down here, and I tell everybody this story, this is what made me say, oh, okay, Atlanta is really different, and I like it here because I'm able to relax, right? Right. So I remember like it was yesterday. I was walking in the, in the mall, and this it's guy- It's a false sense of security. Let me tell you that right now, it, but go ahead. Yeah, right, right. So you know what I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm on point at all times. Okay, okay. It's in my DNA. But uh, I'm walking in the mall, and this dude is looking at me, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck you looking at? And he was like, oh, no, nah, I was just saying, I like your hat. I'm like, you like my hat? Why are you looking at my hat? You're like, <laughs> now I was going to ask you where you got it from. Now, don't yeah, ask yeah. me shit. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. My man was like, yo, you're bugging. He's really asking you where you got your hat from. Listen, when I came not used down to that. south, that, you know, uh, that the people, the, the, you go into the, uh, the elder's house, right? And, um, and you're following somebody because it's, they, oh, let me call and let me stop by real quick and whoop, 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 whoop. And you come in and you just being quiet because, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't speak until you're spoken to. You know what I mean? We're from that school. You know what I mean? And, um, the old lady, you know, older lady would be in there. It's like, all right now. <laughs> and when you come to somebody's house, you speak. speak. Right. Right. That's the complete opposite of New York, right? Yeah. yeah, you don't speak, right? But right. here in the South, you're being disrespectful if you, you don't, don't speak. speak. Right, you are. Right. Yeah. So if we're just talking the the, the difference between the East Coast and the South, what is Japan like? What is your interactions like in Japan? Because that's a whole different country. Like, okay, so I gotta let you in on on something that I really, really ever talk about because it's pretty. It's a pretty interesting uh, feeling and concept. Um. So there's a story, and I know I'm going to get it right. My mom was the best one to ever tell this story ever because she got it at a different level than I ever would. But there was a story um, of a soldier in Japan that saved um, these people, Um, and it was legendary. And it was this little boy that was part of this legendary story. And and it was like a godlike um, kind of figure where this kid came to life. And I was that kid when I when I came up and I was this black kid that was from this black soldier. 
it was as if that story, that myth of that story, that I was the kid that came to life. Mm. So when they looked at me, they looked at me like enigma. They were touching me like I was, <laughs> they wanted to touch my hair. They want to touch my skin. They was like, you real? Like, you know, because now, well, they you're were- like, get off me. Well, no, I just like, it was just weird because it's like you looking at me like I was an alien at times, you know what I mean? And I just thought it was funny, you know what I mean? You know, it's, they weren't very intimidating, they're small people like us, you know what I mean? So like me, right? So they're very short people and, you know, it wasn't very intimidating. I know I'm in a different land, they're different cultures, different everything. So you just, you know, be patient. I'm with my dukes, I, you know, I got a warrior behind me. That's a samurai right there. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm, you know, I'm not worried about anything, you know, but um, you just, you just feel that they're trying to understand who am I and how did I get real and how am I in front of them and how am I able to talk? Uh, because they were thinking that I was the story that came to life. Mm. So that was that dynamic. And then I'm here as an artist performing this music and that they, so that kind of came together, the story with the music and the songs and the merch, all of that came together and it blew up. And that's what made it a bigger success than it maybe would have mm. because, so it's very complicated. It's but like a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. Yeah. That's wild, bro. Cause I heard him talking about merch. So. You were selling, were you selling the merch back I then? I wasn't selling anything. We just had to tap in. I wasn't selling anything. I wasn't selling anything. I was slinging songs at that particular time, okay? That's what I was doing. So we're going to speed up and uh, pass that a little bit until sure. like your, your Michael Jackson years. Mm. How did you meet Mike? I met him on the set of Thriller. He was uh, performing the iconic dance um, that was right there. And um, he had on the, the face of having turned into the, the monster or whatever. Yeah, the werewolf. The werewolf. Right. Well, it's the werewolf is one thing, and then the, 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 the zombie, zombie was yeah, the yeah. other thing. So he was a zombie at this moment because he was doing the, 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 the whole the, the original Night of the Living Dead. Right, right. Wait, so the first time you met him was as a he zombie? He was doing that. The first time I met him, he was a zombie. So let me ask you yes. this. Did you get an invite to the, because I'm uh, the thriller video. Did right. you get an invite? Okay, so um, a dear friend of mine uh, said that he had a surprise for me. And, um, and, I'm thinking, um, okay. Um, he says, but you guys gotta come. And I'm thinking, come, it's like Wednesday, right? It's school night, a work night. I'm thinking that's a no fly zone. I ain't, ain't anything for me to think about. It ain't ever gonna happen. Mom said, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Right. A school night, a work night? And you got me out tonight? Oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. This is good. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be good, right? Clearly, she knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was. So he put me on his shoulder because I'm blindfolded. And I can't see anything. But I can, as soon as we get out of the Jeep and we're walking, we're like walking downhill, feels like. And I got my blindfold on and all I could do was cue back. All right, sound like Michael. All right, 
all right, what's this all about? Like, I'm, I really don't know where I am. I right. really don't know what's going on. I don't know whether we're in the studio or a soundstage or what are we doing? But um, uh, can I see now? I mean, like, what's going on? Take it off, take it off. And I'm over the crowd. There's a big crowd there. I'm over the crowd and I'm looking down and I'm seeing Mike and all the zombies and they're dancing and they're coming our way. They're dancing this way. Mm. The camera's right there. John Landis is right there. And all the dancers are doing what they're doing. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is just, this is dope. What is this? Not ever knowing that it was going to be you know what it was going to be but it's dope enough as it is face value that is crazy mm. and uh they cut and uh and he went over he went over to talk to sherry his assistant at the time and uh and then she waved us over and uh yeah mike would like to uh would like to speak with you and he's over at the the, the winnebago over there he's at the he's standing in front of it and um, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm with mom and my, my, my boys here. Yeah, well, they they can come later. Yeah, nah, yeah, my, my mom is right here. And my boys are right there. <laughs> She's like, at okay, Brooklyn. Come on now, we come together, we leave together. Right. I mean, y'all know what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is just code. There's a code of ethics. Right. Okay. I'm telling you, it's in my DNA. I can't stop it. So she went over, talked to them, and of course he waved them on. She's just being, you know, doing her job, but mm -hmm. it was real, of course, no problem. And we came over and he's like, are you afraid of me? And I just started laughing. I started giggling. I was like, come on, man, you're Michael Jackson. You couldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Come on. Again, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. You know I'll mean? beat your exactly. ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not sitting out loud, but that's what I was thinking, right? Already. That was what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, first thing you do, you look at him, sizing him up. You're like, okay, yeah. A little buckle, ass. A buckle five, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a natural thing. I'm not trying to hurt nobody, but it's just, I don't know what it is about being a New Yorker, but that's. Yes. Size them up so coming around. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just what it is, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, I'm, I might need some help, but he, okay, he's about six something. Okay, all right. Well, but you had your mom and your friends with you. Yeah, I got, I got my crew. Yeah, I'm okay. We good, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's such a nice guy, and he was so cool. And like, man, man, I love your show. And he was a fan, and he saw my work. And I'm like, what? Fan me? Like, who knows me? Like, you know what I mean? I'm completely, you know, when you work in a studio all day long, and you're grinding every day and you come in like before the sun goes up, you know what I mean? And then you, you go home before it, you know, after it's come down and you do that for five days a week, you don't really see the rest of the world and life and how it has impacted anybody. Right. And you know, to you it's, you know, you just grinding, you, your head is down, you in the, in the, in the tunnel and you just doing that. You have no idea how crazy things are, right? So you, you just, I had no idea that people are really watching this stuff. I had no idea that people are really checking mm. this thing out. And, you know, I know we're doing good on the ratings, but what does that mean? Those are just numbers. You know what right. I mean? What's Nielsen ratings at, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old? Yeah, it's the studio likes these Nielsen ratings and okay, we're doing good. So I'm glad they're liking this. Yeah, you got a job. But that is of no value to me <laughs> to understand what that really meant as a teenager, or, you know, that age. Later on, you get it, but at that early, early on, you don't really fully get that. But anyway, he was just excited to see me, and I'm, of course, excited to see him. I mean, who wouldn't be? It's right. 
It's MJ. You know what I mean? Thriller. So what's what's bond the friendship like? So we just had a lot of things in common. You know what I mean? He started off what at five or something like that. I started off when I was nine and. You know what I mean? Uh, he, you know, does music and his acting and all of this stuff. I'm doing it too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's got siblings. I got siblings. Uh, you know, mom's rocking it out. And, you know, he loved my mom. I love my mom. He love his mom. And, you know, and, you know, it's just a lot it of similarities. It's a perfect it's, friendship. It's kind of, it's kind of um, interesting uh, that people don't realize that, you know, we're still people at the end of the day and we still have similar things that we enjoy doing. We love comedy. We love going to movies. We love, you know, dancing. I love dancing. Dancing was my thing. You know what I mean? As far as something I did on a regular basis and listening to music and, you know, learning all the new steps and choreographies and stuff like that. So, so all that stuff, we, we all day long, you know what I mean? From, you know, I mean, he's the, itch me of all dance and music he's the you know the creme de the creme you know what i mean mm-hmm. king right so but just from a on a regular level of just two guys enjoying dance and music and comedy and movies and entertainment and uh similar upbringing in, in certain ways he's from indiana i'm from brooklyn and you know just it, it's just it's really cool you know i'd come over his house um he'd come over my house and <laughs> you know and uh, like I said, I got I, my two brothers was there, my brother Chris and my brother Roscoe, and I'd come over his house, and it would be Janet or 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 you know whoever else was there at the house, and so yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. You didn't shoot the what shot was, at none of them sisters. No, what was it like to meet pleasure like pleasure uh, principal Janet? So it was dope. Um, so the first <laughs> time I met uh, Janet was. Um, so I was going into the kitchen and um, and there's music playing, you know, in the upper in the speakers in the kitchen. And it was, you know, kind of, you know, kind of nice and funky. I'm like, OK, you know, what I mean, so I'm I'm kind of tagging around um, behind Michael because the music is dope. So I had to take a little time to work it out a little bit. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm like I'm dancing and uh, but he can't see me because he's moving forward. But, you know, the music music hits you. You just got to, you know, work with it. You know, what I mean, and. And so Janet is coming this way and he's going that way. And she's like, so she sees what he doesn't see, which is me dancing. And I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I'm doing the work, you know, oh. She said, oh, can you do it? Can you go backwards? I said, go backwards? She said, yeah, like this. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So we're, da- so we're in immediate dance-off right then and there. And that's how I'm meeting Janet, is a, is a dance-off. Come on, bro. He met Michael Jackson at the Thriller video with the zombie thing on. He met Janet Jackson in the kitchen. dancing <laughs> in the kitchen. This nigga's a legend, bro. <laughs> so it's just, it's just one of those things. Like it's just a, so it's, 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 it's just very insane. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. jealous. All right. I'm jealous. Remember how when you remember when Theo was jealous of of cockroach? <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, so we danced it, it with Janet. It was just a. Uh, um, organic you know kind of vibe so he's just super cool they just good people super cool. but the thing about it is this was doing mike's prime though this was like this is thriller this is uh 12 this, grammy yeah this is like and you was there tonight i think you was at the grammy tonight he on won. american music was, were you there tonight he won all the grammys uh yeah that was crazy uh, i had one or two what that night of his award 
He had, he had to have all of them. Yeah, he could have had all. I had all of them. So um, it's funny because one of the times when uh, we we're at the Grammys, uh, and he was like, "Okay, hold on to this," and I'm like, "Okay," but it was heavy. You know, I don't think I wore about 55 pounds soaking wet, right? So I'm like, that thing heavy, right? So I just kind of, I'm just put it underneath the seat. You know what I mean? That's kind of what we and we all did at the movie theater. You just, yeah, popcorn, what you do? You put it under the seat, right? So it's underneath the seat and we chilling and whatever. And they're like, okay, come on, hurry up. We got to go. So, okay, you know, we jump up and we about to leave and we get in the car. And he's like, okay, how many, okay, this war, blah, blah. I'm missing two awards. Where's the awards? <laughs> They're asking me where his awards are, right? And I'm like, oh, snap. Um, they in the theater. You know, like, they in the theater. And the theater's, like, cleaned out. Everybody's gone. These awards probably gone by now, right? But we went back in the theater, and the seat was still, felt, you know, was down. So no one saw it. And, it was, and we lifted up the seat, and there's two Grammys right there. Wow. Grabbed those puppies and got back into the rows and... <laughs> He almost lost two. People didn't even win one. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> Yo, how is it going out? Because I know y'all didn't just kick it in the house. Like, you used to be outside. I, I seen you outside. We're going to talk about that later. But, uh, <laughs> how, yeah. <laughs> how is it moving around with somebody where everywhere you go, it's people passing out and shit? Like, <laughs> Yo. Yo, I'm not even going to lie. That's dope. That was, the, that was some of the best comedy in the world to me. Because right. I know he would laugh too, right? Like, he a real one. I know he'd probably be looking like... You know, you know... Let me see how was, many I can make pass out today. He was so sensitive that he would be concerned. I hope they're okay. <laughs> they're going to be all right, aren't they? Should we turn around? No, we ain't turning around. You about to get mugged. You about to get all of us mugged. Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> they be all right. <laughs> they're going to be all right. They, they were friends. They were folk. You know what I mean? They ain't by themselves. They're going to be all right. You, you, you keep it moving because you're going to make it worse. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, the 80s is a wild time, hey, man, man. The 80s. The 80s. Not the 90s. The, the 80s. 80s. Like, man, this is like is, man. the real Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby. Were you around Bill Cosby when he was like Absolutely. the biggest dad? Yeah, you, did a, you did a, uh, a pudding commercial, too, didn't you? I did two Jell-O pudding commercials with Bill Cosby. Fire. That's what I thought. I thought I'd send you a Cosby commercial back. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. I enjoyed those. Because, I mean, think about it. You a kid? I was, I was, this is before Webster. So I think I was about 10, 11 years old. And I'm doing a jello pudding commercial. That means I get jello pudding all day. <laughs> all day. Nobody fussing at you about eating, you know, junk food all day. You know, I didn't even go to lunch. There's a few times when I did not go to lunch when I'm working on a commercial. A Life Series commercial and jello pudding commercial. You like that life cycle, and uh, yeah, and Burger King. I I didn't have to go to lunch because I mean, because I didn't know at the time you're supposed to spit it out. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so there's a bucket. I didn't know what the hell that bucket was there for, right? So there's a bucket next to your leg, and you know, and I didn't know what they were doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, some good pudding. Yeah, spit this thing out, heck no, I'm getting pudding. I wanted to put a couple in my pocket to take home. What you talking about? No, I love Jello pudding. I love life cereal. I had the cinnamon one too. Come on now, no front. You know that life cereal. That was some good cereal. <coughs> I wasn't allowed to get the cinnamon one. So now, now that you had that type of success, now that you you've been on TV for a while, now everybody know you, and now you're seeing you're getting older. Mm. You know now you're not a child star. 
as you once were. Mm. And now you're seeing, I know you're getting some resistance probably from everybody up top because you're getting older. How did you, how did that play out for you? Um, Resistance. Explain that. When I say like, you know, well, you know, when you get a lot of ch a child stars, when they start getting older, mm. they start trying to phase them out of the show or, mm. or they try to go in another direction. So uh, Webster it, or you talking about other stuff? Just, just other shows. Just like when you see a, a child star starting getting older, they started trying to move the show either in another direction or try to grow that child up on the show. Well, OK, so the fun part of Webster particularly is that when I turned 18 was the sixth season of Webster. So we ended Webster right before I went to college. Okay. So it was the, the best transition of my world and my life to end Webster and then go right into Clark Atlanta University. Okay. So the transition was like right there. So that was cool. So I wasn't, there's was no transitioning me out of Webster. Um, Cause that, you know, we were there to explain exactly what that was. There was no, there was, we doing or we ain't. There's no, you know, whatever. And it was great because I, we, we really would, Alex was, was done, you know what I mean? I was kind of done. I'm like, what are we doing? We, you know, we, you know, it's, you know, the, you gotta, you gotta really come up with some, some ideas after six seasons, over 150 episodes of Webster. That's, you know, that's a whole lot of storylines that you, right. you, know, you gotta figure out. And we done pretty, some pretty nice, deep, you know, sensitive ones and funny ones and, so it was great. So the transition was me doing guest spots on TV shows and movies. So I'm doing like the In the House and the Moishas and um, uh, Malcolm and Eddie and, you know, stuff like that. I can't even think about necessarily all of them, but I was doing guest spots. So I wasn't necessarily being, um, you know, still acting, but I'm more of myself as opposed to just a character. So that was the tr transition for me. Mm -hmm. and, and even looking at timelines, what years were those? Well, I can't, With the Moe show? This had to be like 90s. That's this 90s. is like 90s. It's 90s. Yeah, so yeah. So I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I can't remember what I did last week, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, shoot me. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I can remember the weekend because that was, uh, I can remember the, the weekends for the last two weekends because I've been, you know, um, unfortunate situations. But, you know, during the week that, you know, you just, you know, you grind and you, you get one thing done, you get to the next. Right. So, you're 18. Mm. You've been famous for 10 years. Mm. And you go to Clark Atlanta. Yeah. Ooh. Now, I know if that was me. <laughs> I would have so many. Yeah. Wasn't that the birth of Freak Neek? Man, I, did you start Freak Neek? No, too? that was like 97, <laughs> right? You, you, Listen, you graduated in 97? I graduated. I started in 89. Okay. So, I would go a semester. I would take off a semester. And, and I did that. I would only go to school during the fall. Yeah, yeah, during the fall semester because I would have off for the five months to do shows and pilot season and stuff like that. So I would take off for the spring semester and just go to school on the fall semester. And that makes sense to me because, I mean, hell, I was the breadwinner of my house since, like, I was 10 years old. Right. So to go to school full-time for four years didn't really make sense to me. How were the women? <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. Let me really, let me start back over. You were 18 years old, you've been famous for 10 years, and you start to go to Clark Atlanta. Tell me about this. You know, we, we know what- I'm living through him. We, <laughs> we know what that is now, but I didn't know what that was then. I had no idea what school, college was like. 
I had no idea what an HBCU was like. Matter of fact, I didn't even know Clark Atlanta University existed at that time. I had what? only heard of Morehouse. I hadn't even heard of Spelman at that time. Mm. And I had only heard of Morehouse because Martin Luther King went there. Like, and the schools, like, come on now, New York, you didn't hear about no doggone HBCUs back in the day. Nah. You know what I mean? That was not, like, now it's, you know, posted everywhere and everybody knows about it. But they didn't teach us about HBCUs back in those days. So but you I went when you to got school. Here. So I had, <laughs> I'm learning, I, it's OJT, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm on a, I'm on a job yeah, training. You know, you know, training right there. You know what I mean? So so I'm learning. I'm like, okay. So that's Spelman. That's all girls school. Oh 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 okay. <laughs> all right. Morehouse. The guys. Oh okay. And Clark Coed. Mostly females. Mm, oh, mm, oh, mm, oh, mm. oh okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I like this. I like this. But mom put um um. So then, okay, so let me tell you this fun part, because you, you, you of all people would appreciate this. Okay. So I, I was living, I have my house here. We had a summer home. We bought a summer home in 87. My brother started school in 88 at when the Clark uh, College converged with Clark Atlanta, Clark University. Uh, so I wanted to be on, on campus like he was on campus, my brother. and But they had to secure me because, you know, I, I couldn't really... Like, okay, so, okay, let me break that down even further. So I've had security come with me to class since I was in junior high school. So I went hmm. to junior high school in New York, and I had to have an armed security go with me from class to class to class for every class I had during junior high school. And every class I had during high school, I went to Midwood High School in New York, in Brooklyn. Hmm. So, so I've had security all these times, right? So when I thought I was going to Clark, I think, okay, I'm good. It's a college life. I'm good. I'm going to have some fun. It's whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, mom's like, nah, none of that. So they were looking for me a, um, <laughs> they were looking for me a, a, a dorm that I could be in. And they were like, well, the only campus we probably could stay in was Spelman. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They had they had some type of broom closet somewhere in the basement of Spelman that they were gonna clean out and make a bedroom. I'll take it. Uh Immediately. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, that sounds yeah, that's nice. That's yeah, that's nice. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be great. Um <laughs> my mom heard about that. Uh, she says, Shut oh, it down. Heck no. <laughs> She says, oh, heck no. Matter of fact, your security is taking you to school every day. Oh, man. So I got a brand new uh, 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 Mustang and a brand new Mercedes that I had just got for my 18th birthday. And I couldn't drive neither one of them. Damn. I gave the Mustang to my bro. Uh, and I kept the, 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 the 300E. I always wanted the 300E because it had my initials on it. And I thought, you know, they was... I thought Mercedes was talking to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, you know, once she found out that, you know, they, they, you know, folks need to keep their mouth shut. Right. You know, they remember back in the day, when, you know what I mean? Ixnay, Ixnay on the Spellman. Yeah. Right. So yeah, she found out. I was like, no, you'll be going to school from home. It was probably for the best. Man, I'm talking about you know P blocking at the fullest. Yeah, but he she had was like 45 blocking. kids. So, 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 yeah, so that, that, that didn't work out, you know. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Yeah, so she put us. I like, a, I like put the a, private room. 
It's Spelman in the basement. Yeah, I like what? that idea. What? I'd have been the dungeon before Outcast. Yeah. Yeah, she says <laughs> there'll be dungeon. no. <laughs> she says there'll be no fox in the hen house. You get that boy home. Uh, your mom is such a good mother. Bro. Yeah, so I had an so armed security police officer, Atlanta's finest, mm. uh, gun on hip, full uniform, taking me to class. Man, I, I'm like, God, I mean, you just gotta just, you just, just go straight. Block me like that, right? Yeah, man. That hurt my feelings. But it had to give you a lot of attention on campus, though, I know. I mean, just coming off the show and all the stuff that I was doing was all the attention I need. But, you know, it was, you know, for mom's sake, you know what I mean? She could care less about me, me, me you know. You know, she's, when it comes to work, don't worry about women. Get your work done. Get your, get you know, this. you got a job in front of you. It's very important. Mm-hmm. When it comes to school, get your school gun done. The women ain't going nowhere. They're going to they gonna be here. They've been here for the beginning of time. They're going to be here to the end of time. Right. You need to get school done. So she could care less about, you know, moms, I love you, but y'all that's, be blocking like no tomorrow. And you got all this testosterone. Yeah, And yeah, you're young was, and you got famous. money yeah, and you're famous. Not, you got a Mercedes. It was not yeah. going down. And okay. all them beautiful black women back then. It and you friends with Michael Jackson. I, right. Yeah, none of what? that helped at all. You know, that didn't help man. at all. I couldn't drive my own car. I was hot. I was. You I, ain't never sneak out like he ain't fall asleep or something. He snuck just out. try to escape. Nothing. No, he was kind of crazy. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <out of security. laughs> he wasn't losing that job. She gave you the right one, huh? Oh, yeah. He was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he got rusty. So he, he was a. Uh, he was like slightly, he had a few screws loose. But the, okay, so <laughs> let me explain to you why she did it, okay? Because I think it's important that, you know, I'm not staying at to, you know, make myself look like whatever. I had a lot of death threats that people would send notes to us on Paramount's lot. And we had a lot of different situations with people coming to the studio, to the soundstage, to the studio Paramount, trying to get on, posing as my father. This is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. So the, the security guard says, uh, yes, there's a gentleman that says he's uh, Emmanuel's father and, um, and he wants uh, access. And uh, we're like, uh, mom, this is, this is my bodyguard. This is my number one bodyguard, right? My mom, right? So she's like, yeah, no, that's not my husband. Um, she's, he's not here and he would not be at the gate. She says, well, you might want to come check. She says, I know who I slept with. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, black women, they, they, they cut quick to the, quick. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know who I screwed. You know what I mean? I, it wasn't him and that's not my husband. It's not my father, my kids. Uh, no, that's not him. Uh, ma'am, would you please, uh, we have the golf cart here. If you could go with us to, she was hot. <laughs> Cause she's got to explain to this guy that this other guy is not my father. And you're making her go somewhere. Like as if my father don't know who we are, have our phone number and know what the dilly is. You know what I mean? It's like, you're really going to be that stupid. Right. So it's some nutcase. Just want to, he just wanted to get on the lot. Yeah. No, you know, they, they, I don't know what they were doing, but the, the notes wasn't cool. And uh, matter of fact, we were going to one of the Kids' Choice Awards, and um, the president of Paramount uh, uh, was thinking, okay, we, you know, we didn't really, you know, I don't think you really need anybody, God, you're going to be a kid, you know what I mean, you're going to be fine. Like, listen, it's getting, they're getting really pushy out there right now, and times is, it's, it's a lot different when we first started the show. Before, you know, it was, it was, 
all right, but now it's, 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 we getting there. You know what I mean? It's the mail is coming in like crazy, which he didn't see. And, and the, the, the notes and all these crazy, you know, yeah. people. And, and that was a thing too, for like famous people. Oh, back it was then. really was a thing, thing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, some old, you know, uh, kidnapping type yeah, they, stuff. They, they, they yeah. Was, they was, it was crazy. So he went to this, you know, youth film awards, uh, where I was nominated and he literally had to, he punched out uh, one of the photographers. It's mm. the same dude. It's the, Param it's the president of Paramount, dog. What? President Paramount had to punch out one of the photographers because he couldn't understand the word no. Oh, shit. What? Wow. After that, we had no problems with him, <laughs> you know. He saw it. How the big dog punching people out? That's crazy. Because he was like, he says, all right, that's enough. Stop. You know what I mean? Let, leave him alone. Yeah. So they had to hide me in the theater. You know, so that I can get away from these people who are just no one more, two more, five more, whatever. Like that's we stand in front red carpet. We did the thing, and okay, we all right, cool, yeah. everything is good. Now, all right, let them go now, okay? No, and they're they're putting their hands on me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking back at him like, <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You ain't supposed, to, you know. Come on, I, you know. I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been media trained, you know, right. I can't do what my instincts tell me to do. Yeah. So somebody better handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So mm. I'm just a kid, but you know, even as a kid, you know, that that ain't, that's off, that's off limits. Right. This is not what you do. So let's fast forward to one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show. Sounds good. Let's do it. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show, I seen a clip of you on uh, Instagram. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. Yes. But the dude said, uh, I think he was saying something about he thought you was broke. Yes. And why you didn't have on any jury. Right. So, and you kind of like just lied, like just went in on him and you gave him an answer I don't think he was he was looking for. I was having fun with him. Yeah. You didn't see the smile and on the shrimp face. And the shrimp. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see him smiling and laughing at the whole situation. I was having fun, but I did have to... Help them out. You know right. What I mean? uh, so explain that a little bit. So tell me exactly what the words were so I can. Um, well, he kind of, he was like, he thought you was broke. He right. was like, he thought you was broke. He was okay. like, why, why you didn't have on any jury? Right. And you kind of just like, jury. <laughs> yeah, that's an indicator <laughs> of said, you being rich. I ain't got one mortgage. Uh, he said, I never had a mortgage. Never had a mortgage. Right. That's true. The house you in, you leasing it. You really went in. You did. You was dropping it. It's the resume. Well, like, you know, I, you know, it, it's talk heavy. It's 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 very interesting to me on um, where the value is placed in certain people and in situations. In this day and age. In this day and age, the value. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm rich because I'm wearing this shirt right now. Right. You know what I mean? This shirt right here is like priceless to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Forget what the, the the cost on the website says, but it's valuable to me. You know why? Why? Because my big bro got me this shirt. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My big bro got me the shirt. I saw him wearing it. And I'm like, yo, I got to get this. See right here, it says Lewis Avenue. It says Brooklyn at the bottom of it, right? And a big daddy Kane gives you a shirt. Priceless. What does that mean to you? Everything. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the real smooth operator. Come on. Yeah, that's better than any chain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You talk about 
It's like, well, uh, AI, you talk about practice? You talk about, about jury? You know what I'm saying? That, that, is, that is extremely valuable to me. But do you think society put too much emphasis on materialistic things? You know now? what? Check this out. Uh, let's run a couple of names. So we got Warren Buffett, right? Mm -hmm. You got um, uh, uh, Bill Gates, right? Mm -hmm. You got Elon Musk, right? Okay, who do you know is wealthier than them? He's throwing them bees at. <laughs> right? right? Who do you know is wealthier than them? No one. Have you ever seen any one of them with a chain? Never. No. They don't even wear nice clothes. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen any one of them with a, uh, uh, you know, they might have a watch on, you know, every now and then that's, you know, kind of dope on a fly tip. You know what I mean? Tech or something. You know what I mean? But come on. These guys are the wealthiest men, like, that we know, right? Mm -hmm. They're not flossing jewelry. They're not even, I don't even know if one of them even owns a doggone Bugatti, <laughs> right? I think what, uh, Buffett what, rocks a, like a Cadillac or something. Yeah, he drives a Cadillac. And he ain't, he ain't even the 22 or 23. He's like, you know. I want to say a used Cadillac. <laughs> his house. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. It, it, ain't, it ain't on Billionaire's Row in D.C. You know what I'm saying? It ain't in the hills in California. It don't even have a gate in front of it. Right? But you know them guys with, with right here, you know what I mean, is everywhere, right? Yeah. Them guys mm -hmm. talking in their sleeves. Yeah, they, they everywhere. They, they're in cars up and down the street, and you don't know, but that car, that house is extremely well watched. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if the federal government watching them. You can't lose Warren Buffett, okay? He's, if you lose him, he's bad for the economy. You know what the stock market will do if somebody gets to that man? You know what the Dow Jones would look like? You worried about a chain? <laughs> A chain. You worried about a chain? That man, you touch that man and the Dow Jones, they gonna have, the government will shut off the Dow Jones because they can't afford to take that big of a hit. And we worried about some a car, a jewelry. I got ice. What does that mean? I'm gonna tell you what's important. Let me let me let me show you something that's cool to me. This right here is invaluable to me. I don't even have a chain for it. I'm gonna show you something. It's kind of dope. Come out here, little fella. This is probably one of the nicest, most valuable thing of jewelry I own. Can you see that? See this right here? This little, I don't know which camera it is. Yeah, see right that? in front of you. You're going to have to zoom in on this right here. Yeah, you can see it. It's a nice little charm. See this? You know how much this is worth? It's invaluable to me. You know why? Because this is a family heirloom. This belonged to my great-grandmother. Mm. Valuable. You know what? I remember when valuable meant relationships. Right. You know? Your relationship with God, your relationship with, with man, your mom, and your brothers and sisters. Right. That's what's valuable. Right? Because losing one of them, you can't buy. You can't get back. That's what's valuable. 
I'm not saying that there's anything wrong. If I'm on an island, on my own island, tricking off, or, you know, I get a little toy I can, you know, whip or something I'm riding around in and I'm having fun and, you know, but, and that's cool, you know, nice crib. Ain't nothing wrong with having nice things. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Right. We all gonna have nice things, but they putting the emphasis in the wrong section, in the wrong category. You know what, one of the most valuable days I've ever had in my life is when we were at the homeless shelter, giving away blankets, giving away toys to the children at the hospital. That's probably one of my most memorable days. Mm. Not just hanging out with Michael. I love that guy. But you telling me, giving somebody, we went to, um, to, to the homeless shelter and the people that were supposed to come and bring blankets, they didn't come that day. And we were unannounced. So when we came and we gave a blanket, blanket, we got a whole U-Haul truck worth of blankets. Brand new. Because these weren't, the way I felt about it, they're not second-class citizens. So I wasn't giving them used nothing. Brand new toys. Brand new blankets. Brand new toiletries. Those are the most memorable days of my life. Not the Grammys, not the American Music Awards, not Webster, not Japan. My heart never felt so full. Going to these, these kids for the Make-A-Wish Foundation and their last dying wish is to see you. That's big, that's deep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you understand um, and you have this list of, of life experiences where you know what's real. You know what I mean? You have a real spiritual foundation. You're grounded. Those stuff come and go. You know what I mean? But those experiences, they last for a lifetime. So, yeah, you, and people worried about the wrong things. They're looking for you to trick off <laughs> so they can feel better about themselves. No, just grind. Grind. Find something you love and turn your hobby into a hustle. Turn it into something that you enjoy. But worrying about whether I wear a chain <laughs> is the last thing on my mind. And I need a shrimp after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, man. So that's gonna segue us up into like like let's 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 come up to like today. Mm. Like tell us what what like what you've been doing for the last few years, last ten years. Where where has where has Webster Emanuel been? Yeah. What you can talk about. Ooh. Well, I retired. I retired years ago. That's I have, cool. can't even remember how long again that was I retired. And I've been traveling. I've been able to travel and visit. I think I spent the last 15 years just about in Canada. I mean, I still have my house here, but I was living in Canada, enjoying myself there. And it's cold enjoying up there. there. I mean, once your body, you know, you know, gets used to it, I mean, you know. The Georgia boys do not like the cold, boy. That's the first thing they say about everything. It's, it's cold. cold. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> You know, the, the, the humidity is different, you know, there is cold, but you know, the, the, the clothes that they make in the South isn't the same weight 
the same heaviness, the same uh, the fibers that they use to to insulate you better. So when you go up there, you get a whole different level of insulation of clothes that you okay. can buy, the thermal socks and the undergarments and all of that. So you know, we don't ever. I mean, the guys still walk out in the middle of winter in, in flip flops. Mm. I mean, you know what I mean? They they ain't they ain't studying all that. Nah, those are real guys that love that cold weather. I mean, you know what I mean? Saying, like, the guys that know. be outside with their shirt off in in, in <laughs> twenty degree, twenty below. They true. I'm, I'm in my Elmer Fudd hat. You know what I mean? With the ears flapped down and all that. You know what I mean? I'm looking like, yeah, it's it's funny, but but I mean, I'm I'm working on a lot of projects. Um, and um, I can talk a little bit about it that I'm I'm working on a a studio project here and. Uh, we did the record label thing, and we'll be bringing that back. And publishing is coming up, and um, and I'm writing a couple of feature films right now. And I mean, I can't talk about the, the, any of that in details. But you know, outside of that, I have other interests, and I have other projects mm -hmm. that go beyond um, uh, the field of just being. Um, you know, so I'm retired so much, as much as I can as an actor because I, I really do want to explore other things. That doesn't mean I'm not good. I can't unretire at any given moment uh, for the right price. And uh, uh, <laughs> 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 whore myself out once again. Uh, but um, but no, um, I, I have other interests. I, I have other projects, entrepreneurship projects. Uh, that I want to do in different countries, um, in uh, Caribbean, possibly Africa, and uh, here in America, hotel, you know, chain franchise, stuff like that, and um, wellness centers, stuff I want to do at Clark Atlanta University, can't really speak heavily on yet, <laughs> you got to solidify that, and so, you know, um, uh, leadership academy that we'll be going to be doing in, um, you know, in the future, um, so, you know, we're working. Yeah. Same like you got your hands full. Yeah. So so, so for people that are looking for that positive side of everything that you're doing, where where can they find you as far as social media, people that want to tap in and support what you got going on? Other than they want you to, you know, guys want you to wear a chain. <laughs> people like us that, that want to tap in and know how, how we can support so, the great things you're about so, to do. So I have my website um, and... Am I ready to, to announce my website, Renee? Okay. She's definitely. So, okay. Well, she ain't here, so I can say it. Uh, <laughs> I can't get beat up. <laughs> uh, so, um, I have my website, emmanuelinc.com, and that represents my first company that I uh, incorporated back in um, 1981, brought over to from New York to Georgia. Uh, and it's Emmanuel Lewis Entertainment Enterprises Incorporated. Mm. Um, it's a long name, so I just call it Emmanuel Inc. for now, on the website uh, at least. And uh, there you'll see uh, different companies that uh, my conglomerate of stuff that I'm working on. And it's a lot of fun, and, and I'm, I have a little fun uh, doing a little DJing. Moon, moonlighting as a DJ. Hey, yeah, we come forgot on to, in. Come on yeah, in. we forgot to talk about that. He's also so, a fleet DJ. So I'm I'm uh, I'm a fleet DJ and I'm uh, my boy Turk uh, DJ Turk uh, said all right so he got me in his uh, DJ squad so I'm over there as well so uh, I have my uh, what is it my Instagram um, is I am Emmanuel Lewis I also have um, um, what is it 
King Fleet Flicks. Uh, and uh, my Instagram is, uh, my TikTok is I am Emmanuel Lewis and, and, and DJ Easy for Shexy. Um, so I go by, <laughs> All right. so, so I go by DJ Easy for Shexy. Uh, on my DJ nights on Friday nights, usually on uh, Friday at nine or 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking out till like two in the morning. I'm doing like six hours. What you playing? So I'm, I'm old school, right? So I'm doing funk, disco, um, R&B, um, uh, some reggae in there now, some, um, uh, just uh, old schools, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. But, you know, my, they, they love the old school yeah. stuff. So I'm, I love it because the music is so different. It's when music had a beginning, middle, and an end. Right. Mm. Turntables or a controller? Controller. Okay. I'm using my controller because there's a lot of songs that, you know, music that I don't have a vinyl collection just yet. Okay. But if I work on my vinyl collection, then I will definitely bring them out. into the mix. So what I, made you want to be a DJ? Um, so it was opposite. So I was just playing music. I always played music. I was always the playlist guy. I'm always playing music in the cars. I'm the, I'm, I'm riding shotgun and I'm, I'm the navigator. I'm the, I'm the DJ in the car. Right. And I'm always putting these playlists together and I'm, I'm, you know, parties on the yachts. You know, I'm, I'm always putting music together. You know what I mean? At the, at You've been flexing That's all interviews. Hey, You've been flexing what? all interviews. You say it like it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Parties on the, on the yachts. I'm in Africa. Yeah, me and Mike. <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, you guys uh, already know the I got lot. the Mercedes uh, EZ motherfucker. <laughs> You guys already know the the, the yeah. stilo. You the know what it is. Just you know, been hard. I mean, come on, think about it. it we, I, it's over forty years I've been in this industry. Yeah. Listen, you, can I tell my story? I got a quick story about you. Go for it. You're not gonna know. Okay. So this is <clears throat> say about two thousand four, two thousand. The the old one twelve. Oh my goodness! Yes, Lord. <laughs> the old one twelve, right? Holy Ghost hit him. Listen, Woo! bro. I remember this like it was yesterday because this is my first time ever going to one twelve. Yes. <laughs> so me and the homies, we in there, and we are blitzed out of our minds. We are having the time of our lives. First oh. time in one twelve. Okay, good. And I look I'm high as hell, and I'm like. Man, that nigga look like Emmanuel Lewis. And my boy like, man, shut the fuck up. You high. I'm like, bruh, Emmanuel Lewis over there. He like, man, shut up, man. I'm like, bruh, lean over here and look. <laughs> I don't see. Yes, of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When I tell him to look, you ain't there no more. So, now he like, man, this nigga, boy, you high. You put that shit down. He like, put the shit down. I'm like, damn, I, I swear I saw him, right? So... The night goes on, I forget about it. We get ready to leave. Here come Emmanuel Lewis, right? With two badass bitches, right? Walking past us, and we looking like, I was like, I told you, I told you, nigga. He's like, man, what are you doing with them girls? I said, I told you, nigga. I told you that was Emmanuel Lewis. We'll never forget that, but I still talk about that story all the time, because that's my first and only time ever That was your security. In real life. Oh, yeah. Tweezy. Security Tweezy. my ass. 20. <laughs> Tweezy, 20 grand, those were the best. Yo, you was lit, too. I said, yo, he's piped up. I want to go where he's going. I swear you know I wanted to ask you, yo, bro, can I come kick it with you? You know what? But, you know, I, I, I would have disappointed you if you came with me. <laughs> I would have definitely disappointed you. Because for me, 
like, you know, we was doing the conversion van back in the day. Right. And again, <laughs> I was, Astro. Uh, I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about like the, the early 90s. Yeah, that that's, was that's probably an Astro van. conversion van. Yeah, yeah. so you, I just get in and, and sit in the back. Yeah. And the boy, you know, I, and we came we came with a crew. We came deep. When we came to 20 grand, we came deep and then 20 deep. grand. Oh, Old national. Grand. Come on. <laughs> it's all the same to me. 20 yeah. grand back in the day. Uh, outside. 112. Bro. Yeah, you was outside for real. Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, what's you was getting your Atlanta Vegas on. Nights? Yeah. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas Nights. Vegas Nights. Nights. Yeah. Yeah. Marietta? With the pool. Yeah, Marietta. Woo! <laughs> what you talking mm. about? I've seen him multiple times after that. And every time I see him, I'm like, okay, so it was a great day so, in the city back then. So it, that's when Atlanta was alive. Right. Right. Yeah. right? right. That's oh, when man. Atlanta was was popping. Was that's when bass music was was Look, he thumping. said bass music. Man. Come on now, let's talk about it. That's you know one I mean? of the pioneers. Music, right? We talking music, right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So as a dancer, this is this is the moment. So you looking at it and you seeing these fine chicks. And I'm sure they were. They were. Both because, you know, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. But that was the best fun I had. I never drunk any alcohol. I never did any drugs, smoked nothing. It, it was, was a natural great. high. Yeah. I'm on the biggest natural high of my life. You're mm -hmm. telling me I get to pound it out all night long? I don't have a curfew? You know what I mean? Right. I get to go and dance. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and have a good time. You, you're talking about a kid that was sheltered. Yeah, you had to make up for lost time. You so, could have been in the basement so, filming. So, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm, I'm with glad you, you, I'm glad you I'm feel me you, on dog. that right I'm there, here. bro. I'm glad you I'm feel me in. on that right there. I'm locked in. So, 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 for me, like, that, those moments of being able to go, I thought, I thought, because I, I didn't know what everybody else's idea was fun was, right? <laughs> But I thought going to the club and dancing all night long was the best thing, mm -hmm. was better than peanut butter. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was you didn't, the best thing since sliced bread. I think that was just. He didn't fall into the category with them Atlanta finger waves and the, and the no. visors from the bass movement. He was from, the, he was from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what you didn't see, what you didn't see was the other dancers with me. No, yeah. I was you so focused on you boys. and them two girls. The nah, Yeek movement. The but then too, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Atlanta like what five to one women to men or like ten, to one? Like uh, yeah, ten to one? Yeah, more than that. I'm sure. Yeah, almost ten to one well, women to men. There's a curve, and we ain't gonna talk about it. Right on. But there's a curve, <laughs> so we got more. Yes. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. Okay, enough said. Moving on. But there, dance floors. Just when they had dance floors, like we were talking about that before. Like now, the clubs is just lounges, and you can't even. People are holding up the walls as if there's not good concrete is no good. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but the dancing was the best. And like I said, we go learn all the new dance moves. We take it back. Man, and Mike would go dance and we'd have our, we had like a combination that we would do. So it's like on YouTube somewhere where we would go in and, and there are certain dance. We had more than one, but we had different dance moves that we would do. And we would come together like, you remember the dance move? No, do you remember the dance move? Okay. So all like different friends or different dancers, mm -hmm. we all had our own sets of moves, you know what I mean? We, you know, we, we, we all of this was in like at that point in time, right? So we all, we all different groups, dance groups. So if you with this set, you were doing these dance moves. We was over here with them, we were doing these dance moves. Right. So it was just dope, man. I'll never forget from, because of 112, yep. 
because of all the dancing I was doing, I had to do something at um, Apollo once, right? Because I would be coming back and forth from Atlanta to New York all the time. And I was coming to an Apollo once. And um, I forget who was hosting at the time. They was like, yo, Emmanuel, come out, everybody. Say hi, everybody. What do you want to do? I'm like, man, forget that. Hit it. Put the music on. <laughs> and we just started dancing and doing all the latest moves and, 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 and enjoying. I told my brother to come out because he was with me. All right, let's count it off. Five, six, seven, eight. Killed the ass. Oh, man, <laughs> he, he, I mean, it was like the, the whole, I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. And it was, a, it was the best time. And so for me, that, that was so much fun. That was really me getting a chance to hang out. And I had to hang out differently. But I got a chance to hang out. And that's the time we did the video for Lil John at One Tweezy. Remember that? Yes, I do. So we think we did uh, one or two videos for Lil John. I was at home. He's like, yo, come on out. I was like, well, he says, I'm shooting a video. All right, so let me know. Uh, let me know when you're, when you're shooting the video. Nah, we, we shooting the video right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> I like, notice? Uh, okay. No, it, it, all right, here I come. You know what I mean? Went out there and, and did the, the video. Uh, that was so much fun, man. I, I love those days. I remember them days. That was great. All my boys are having uh, the best times, man. Those, that's so much fun. You know what? But it ain't even over yet. You know what? When I tell you the best is yet to come, dude, when I tell you the Jubilee is here, okay? And in and, and, and next weeks and next month, y'all going to understand what that means. Jubilee is here. Okay. You hear that, right? And, and Jubilee I think is here. Jubilee. Yes. Jubilee yeah. is here, and it's about time. And we're going to ball to we, but you got to always remember where we get our blessings from and, and make sure we bring it back. Right on. You know what I mean? We got to make sure that we get, we don't take it for granted and think we just this big, bad person and we, we did all this hard work and we deserve all this patent and bad and, and we all of this and we are. No, no. Nobody's an island. You know what I mean? We didn't get here by ourselves. We got here with somebody else, and they all worked and helped make us and put us together. That's right. So, we, you know what I mean? And our blessings come down. You know what I mean? We ain't blessing God, you know what I mean, by doing whatever works we doing. No. He blessing and us. us. And That's we're right. able to bless others. So our jubilee is here, and the best is yet to come. When I tell you what's coming next is going to be off the chain, my goodness. Mm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for sure. I need you to be there. Oh, I'm there. Look. Hey, hey, and I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> and when we launch the studio, I need y'all to come out. Oh, yeah, we definitely going to be there. Yes. I talked to Renee about yes. it. I think you got something coming up, so we definitely going to come and, out and support. And we got the mixes coming out. We got the Southern Soul Conference coming out uh, in, in August. Southern Soul? I need y'all. Yeah. Oh, middle Georgia. Georgia. Oh yeah. yeah. So we we got we got Southern Soul Conference coming out. We got mixers coming out. We got a whole lot of different vibes and different areas and different genres and all facets of life that we are working on. Mm. You know, health, wellness, uh, all of that. You know, taking care of our people, trying to give back as best we can. You know, but you know. We, we we can't do it by ourselves. This is a, a group effort. Right. Everybody got to put their party in. Hey, we in with you. We in with you. Yeah, That's what sure. I need. Lucky. Yes. Right. Well, look, man, it's been great having you, bro. Let's make some noise for Emmanuel Lewis. Man.
We outside show. Big flex. He been outside. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see y'all next time, man. We out. Hey, man, you already know what time it is, your boy, Mr. Fucky Mean DC Young Fly, man. You know what's happening, man. Shout out to the Roach Motel, man. It ain't a real motel unless you got Roach, yeah, yeah. Be a Roach. Ain't, ain't nothing to be ashamed of. I'm a Roach. My daddy was a Roach. I think. What's up, you Roach-ass Roach? What you got? You got some pocket check, punk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, let me go, oh, man. Yeah. Ain't a lot. Ain't a lot. It's not working. He out of the ankle lock. He out of the ankle lock. It go R-O-A-C-H-R-O-A. What? what? Who the fuck? Turn that fucking shit off. I don't want to hear no damn Romeo the Roach. Turn that puss ass shit off before we shoot this bitch up. Welcome to the Roach Motel. It's a movie. New Music Mondays, the only platform where you can have 15 to 20 DJs in the room to give you feedback, real feedback, not that yes man shit on your actual music. You know, let's say that's my nigga, I made him a million, now fuck it, we all rich. The whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? Put your whole into it, you know what I'm saying? You gave a little swag to it. I'm fucking with mother too, you but tell you the truth, I wasn't feeling it. I'm gonna put that form right here where you kiss a dance these days at one time. You understand me? So that means you ain't gotta hit this club, that club, this club, that club. You understand me? You can come right here and make it happen. Look at Lil Living like we in a race, I might come in. What's happening? It's your girl, DJ Killer the Gourmet DJ, and we are right here now at New Music Mondays with Coalition ATL. Take you a mile, I'm gonna shoot by myself. Oh. Tell me you enjoy the show. Yeah, it's a, it's a dope show. I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. My wife feeling it too. Okay. We finally made it, let's pop us a bottle. I took the lead and let everyone follow. They know I'm running it right to the bank. They want me to.